G'day Tiger fans and welcome to Talking Tigers, Rich Show here and as they say, there is never a dull moment in an AFL footy season. I'm not sure if they say it, but it's 100% true. Plenty to talk about today, including of course the unfortunate incident over the weekend involving Daniel Rioli and Shay Bolton. Plenty of hot takes on that one last night. We're going to talk about that today. But the season goes on as always. It was a tough night at the office on Friday night against a very, very good Cats outfit, mind you. They're playing very, very good footy. But that brings plenty of opportunities that lie ahead. And the Giants await Saturday night at Marvel Stadium. We've got to move forward. I'm looking forward to that game now. There's plenty of opportunities for young kids. And just one other thing before we introduce the lads. We have the great Scotland Turner joining us today on Where Are They Now? Can't wait to talk to Scotty. What a cult figure and a favourite he is of the Tiger faithful. Never a dull moment, Manfred and Tone, and it's been a big 24 hours. Yeah, it has, it has. I'm just thinking, you know, I was pulled into home last night and the, the, the sun had just set and I look at the phone and, yeah, saw the club statement about um, the unfortunate event with uh, yeah Daniel Riel and Shay Bolton and the unfortunate uh, behaviour that... Um, Daniel's girlfriend was subjected to, and then what ensued after that. But um, from a football sense, it's it's disappointing as well because um, well, Daniel has been in good form and Shay has been in sparkling form, so we we'll have to find soldiers to fill those roles. But yeah, there's a bigger story at play here. Well, as the uh, late great Alan Jeans uh, used to say, crisis creates opportunity. Mm-hmm. Yep. And that's uh, that, there's, there's some great opportunity, and it's actually exciting. It is. It is actually exciting to give the you know we, we we looked at you know like 12 months ago, and Shane Edwards you know obviously didn't play till late in the season. That gave Shay's opportunity to go through the midfield and look where you know how far he's he's come. And then Dave Asprey's injury, Dave didn't you know play until late in the season. Yep. That provided opportunity for Noah Bolter. So. Yep. Yeah. You're spot on tone and the opportunities will come. There's no doubt about that. Look, I'm disappointed for Shay because obviously he's coming off the best form of his career mm. and he's going to be sidelined now for a few weeks. And, you know, there's a lot of hot takes on this one. And, and unless you were there actually involved in the incident, I think you can you can probably just temper your hot takes yeah. a little bit on yeah. this one. I mean, I tried to put myself in the situation this morning uh, mm. when I was thinking about the show and what we were going to talk about. And I heard Damien Hardwick speaking last night. And while we certainly don't condone any violence in any sort of way, shape or form, mm. I just put myself in that situation. If it was a partner, my partner or one of my friend's partners and uh, she was treated in a way she shouldn't have been treated. Mm. And I would definitely be stepping in and saying something mm. if it was my wife. And it looks like that's what happened. And then Daniel's been hit. And Shay's mates there, seen it all happen. Unless you're in the the situation, it's exactly. it really is a tough yeah. one to assess, isn't it? It sure yeah, is, yeah. and it's a story as old as time, and isn't it, isn't it, Tone? Um, and it's unfortunate. It is. It's, there's, look, there's a the, there's a bigger story here around how I guess women are treated in society at the moment. It's a, it's a societal, global issue, and mm-hmm. and it's probably not for us to discuss on on this show. We're more of a more lighthearted, but it, I think that's the the biggest story there is how. Um, how Daniel's girlfriend was treated, and then obviously mm. the acts after that were, were not ideal. But um, mm. yeah, as you said, Richo, it's a it's a partner sticking up for his his partner, and then a mate yeah. sticking up for his mate. So mm. correct. Yeah. Anyway, we'll so, we'll move on. But I just want to reiterate, we don't yeah. condone violence no. because no. I, I do. I've done some work for the Pat Cronin Foundation, and mm. we know what can happen in these situations. Mm. So look, it's unfortunate, but we must move forward now. 
Well, did you like the song off the top of the show? I did. What was that? Yeah, yeah well, that's uh, Polly Brown, who had the big hit with this in 1974. Now, she was I a singer from. Uh, no, from, from <laughs> Birmingham. She was from Birmingham in England, but uh, it's uh, going up, up, up in a puff of smoke. So yeah. that was uh, that was Shay's mark. He was going up, cool. up, up, and the puff of smoke. Well, it was a bit of magic about the whole thing. It was like a little uh, magic trick. So it was it was astonishing. It yeah, was. yeah. We must all talk about that now. I know it's yeah, a little will. bit later in the rundown, but we'll we'll talk about it now. That that is one of the all time marks, and I was trying to think which mark has been better, and I'm I'm not sure there has been a better mark. And well, Kev Bartlett said that on AW on Sunday afternoon. He's not sure there's been many better. Well, I spoke to the man who uh, got voted uh, whose mark I voted the greatest Richmond mark of the 20th century. That's Michael Disco Roach. Mm-hmm. Good you spoke to Disco. I spoke to Disco yesterday, and just uh, just to get his thoughts on it, and uh, you know what he thought, and he reckons because he was at the ground, and he reckons his uh, his phone was going berserk uh, just with the n- number of texts, and he <laughs> mates texting him and said. Oh mate, you're in, you, you, you're in trouble now. Yeah, yeah. You've, you've only got the second best rich remark of all time now. So, oh, yeah. rooting for it too. Yeah, they were sort of a little bit, a little bit similar in the lift that they got. They yeah. both got that huge lift, but it was Shea's elevation and then his legs kicking out. I thought because yes. his legs kicked out, it just made it look so. Oh, it's uh, all about graceful. the dismount. It's all yeah. about the dismount. <laughs> oh, that's right. Well, well Rochi said that that he was actually he was actually on the move and then yeah. sort of the pack was coming back and he got the ride right yeah. up but he said yeah. that Shay just jumped yeah. he just jumped straight up and got it but there was some uh, which I mentioned in the story I wrote for the website is so there's some remarkable sim- um, similarities between the two because yeah. they both had almost of the day they happened in early May right at the at, at the city end of the ground in the first quarter both of them both and both chess chess marks yeah. both converted to goals and Richmond was thrashed in both games. Is that right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. <laughs> oh, wow. There you go. There you go. And once again, I know we, we, Shea will be missing now for a few weeks, but, wow, how good was his form again? I mean, he was a shining light. He sure was. And he's finishing his work uh, inside 50 as well now. And he's just so important. So when you think about uh, following on, uh, Shane Edwards as well going out in Bolton and that how that affects the way we play and their – when you look at the numbers, they're they're one, two, or three and four in regards to center clearances, stoppage clearances, ground ball gets, effective kicks inside 50. So we're going to have to find some soldiers to kind of fill those kind of roles. But I, I reckon we do have them. And Tim has spoken about the depth that we have at the club. Now it's time to put it on show. Absolutely. Just look, just back to the mark for for, for a mm-hmm. minute. Yeah. The yeah. marketing and merchandise opportunities with the mark are unbelievable. Mm. Yes. And I know with Roachie's mark ended up on a tie and a few things. Yeah. This can end up on ties, T-shirts, uh, tea towels, uh, mugs. We might um, do a TTT with it on the front. Absolutely. Yes. So, uh, listening, uh, Brian, Brian Taranto, get, get to work on that. So unlimited. And yeah. so, uh, well, Shay's got to stay now because if he wants to maximise the money, you know, it's not it's not going to be as popular, is it, if uh, Shay goes anywhere else? I'm, I'm was, sure I'm sure was, he will stay. I'm it was sure snapped stay. beautifully by Michael Wilson Michael as well. Wilson. Oh, he nails it, mate. Yeah, he's yeah, he's yeah. one of the great photographers uh in AFL footy, don't worry about that. All right, lads, uh, we'll move on from the grab. It was one of the greats, and Shay's playing good footy, and we wish him well. We hope he recovers quickly from uh, the surgery that he is having. Once again, lads, we got off to a good start, uh, quarter time. Things were looking really good. It was a Richmond-type game. We had it on our terms, but uh, I guess just like the Melbourne game a few weeks ago, they just uh, wore us down after that point. 
Yeah, they sure did. So the first three goals, when you look at it, we got them, they're all within 10 metres of goal. So we're getting deep entries, we're getting yeah. in behind their defence. And then, as you said, Richard, the game was a Richmond game up until half-time. But after half-time... I thought it shifted a bit halfway through the second, Manfred. Yeah, they yeah. started to just chip their way down and slice through us a bit. They did start to control the ball. And if you look at the stats, we're actually the second. We're number 17 for defending D50, D450 transition. So defending ball movement. That's kind of where they got us as well. And then yeah. we kind of had some uncharacteristic... Uh, defensive, oh, not lapses inside 50, but just fumbles or missed kicks yeah. or mismarks. Well, just the just, pressure. They were just yeah. surging and the, the pressure got to us a bit, I think. And it yeah. happens to everyone. You know, it's yeah. happened. We've been able to inflict that for four years. And now we've, just, yeah. we've had to cop it a bit. But then, I, I, as Dimmer always says, don't judge us on the result. Judge us on the response. So we'll see yeah. what we come out with this week. Mm-hmm. Oh no doubt, yeah, yeah. I mean, look, the third quarter was it was an absolute shocker. Yeah, obviously, and that was just yeah very unrichmond like. But uh, uh, that and as Dimmer said afterwards, that's full credit to Geelong with yeah. the with yeah. the you know the pressure that they applied. Yeah. yeah, look, they did get that run of goals. I think it was eight or nine goals in a yeah. row against us. The last team that did that was Geelong in 2019. And yeah. look, it is. It can be hard at times, and we've been good at stopping momentum mm-hmm. just because of how good we've played over the years. But just I have noticed in a lot of games this year, again on Sunday, Arvo, the Dogs were able to get momentum and yep. kick nine of the last ten mm-hmm. against Carlton. It is harder to stop at the moment on yeah. momentum because of the, the change in, in rules with the manning of the marks. So, look, they got us there. And one other guy, uh, Jeremy Cameron, Oof. he's a bit of a bogey for us at the moment. He is. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I just, when Grimesy went out and, yeah. and I thought I thought Cameron, I, did, I, did, I must mm. admit I was a little bit worried before the game, just with him and with Grimes going out. Yeah. And then look, and with Rowan in the form he's in as well, they were pretty dynamic up there and they got, you know, 20, 20 marks inside 50. Mm. And look, they were getting really good looks at it too. And, and Cameron, Cameron's in great form. And we didn't really have that matchup for him, do we, Richo, with the, the uh, way, with his athleticism and the way he covers the ground. So look, yeah, we'll learn from it. But um, yeah, Grimesy, hopefully coming back this week, which will, um, which will be good. One other shining light on, on what was a pretty uh, bleak night overall for uh, for the Tigers was uh, the goal kicking form of uh, Jake Arts. Mm, yeah, uh, yeah. To kick three goals again, he's um, he's third on the club's goal kicking list after after eight rounds with eleven goals. So yeah, he's yeah. been in good form, hasn't he? Um, and he's a good story. It's a good story too. The chippy yeah. from Beaconsfield um, playing really good at AFL level, really well at AFL level in the Premiership side. So um, yeah, it's been in really good form, and hopefully continues this week. Yeah, and with those guys, the small forwards, what you've got to remember um, as a supporter when you're judging them is that you're not going to kick goals every single week. No. You know, it's not a position that that's possible. And if you can if you can bob up and kick three like Artsy did the other night, next week it might be George kicking three or Daniel yep. might kick a couple. But it, it's... Mm. It's not realistic that they're going to hit the scoreboard every single week, and that's where I guess the other stuff comes into play for them, like their they're, they're running, their mm. running patterns, and yep. the defensive stuff. I think we have been a little bit down on on our forward fifty tackling. I yeah, think absolutely. Just haven't quite been able to nail that, and that that's another part of the game for those guys. Yeah, for sure. And in the second half, especially, we just weren't able to bring the ball to ground to bring those guys into play. So Geelong were able to, to intercept in our forward fifty, and then when they got the ball, they used a corridor. So corridor use would be probably up. And as high as it probably has been in a lot of many years, and they kind of slices up through there. But it's look, it's round eight. We've got a lot of time to kind of tweak this and and work out the the best way to defend the ground. So um, we've got a lot of time to to settle the lineup as well with the injuries yeah. coming back. Can, can I just say again with the, and I know I have gone on about this the football mm-hmm. media, but yeah. honestly, just can they just can they understand? Is this okay. a rant? Well, it is a rant. Well, chuck yeah. it in, Pat. Chuck okay. it in. Okay. It, yeah, it, chuck it is it in. a rant. Well, I'm not going to leave you alone. 
I want you to get mad. You've got to say, I'm a human being. God damn it. My life has value. I'm as bad as hell, and I'm not going to take this anymore. All right. And, and I, well, I, will, I will name names. I wasn't going to name names. Time. I wasn't going to name names, but, but I will. Like this, is a class, you name this is names. a classic example of some of the, some of the well, nonsense, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Now, this is Mark Robinson in his column, oh, The Tackle, yes, yes. right? This is, a, this is uh, yesterday. And, and, and I quote, the Tigers have injuries and they can't be ignored, but is anyone absolutely 100% right now confident the Tigers will win the Premiership? Well, no. No. If Melbourne goes all the way through mm-hmm. unbeaten to the grand final, do you think even on the day that they would be 100% confident that they would win the so, Premiership? Is that a but, question or a statement from Robbo? Yes. Oh, I don't oh, know. I, I don't know. But, but it's also this... It's also this this thing about, oh, it's the end of the year at Richmond or mm-hmm. the end of the dynasty. Uh, I've said this before. If we don't win it this year, they are so, the, the media has Why is it the end of a dynasty? Well, exactly. But pre- mm-hmm. premierships are so hard to win. They are unbelievably one. We've won three in four years. So if we don't win it this year, but say we win it next year, or we win it in six years' time, mm-hmm. which would be mm-hmm. four in a decade. Yeah, yeah. Does that not still constitute the, no, the dynasty? dynasty yeah. Just yeah. like in, in from 67, Tommy, and then 74, and then we won under Tony Jewell in 1980. So that's five in 13 years. That's still <clears> part of the dynasty. So I, I just don't get it. I, it's I really a bit don't. of a – that's only something that I've heard talked about in recent times, these yeah. ends of dynasties. Or ends of like become a, It's just yeah. become a bit of a line that you throw out there when a team's it, been up for a while and they might be starting to – just taper off a little bit. But, but, but it's like, it's almost like, oh, well, yeah, it's sort of Richmond's to, to lose almost, you know. Oh, well, yeah, Richmond, yeah. they've dominated. So, you know, the, 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 oh, the, and, it's, and they're wondering why we can't maybe get there again. I mean, it's mm. they don't understand. I saw Dennis Pagan interviewed. It was uh, the best of the Mike Sheehan, uh, you know, open mics on, on Fox. And he said that... Uh, because they won a premiership, perhaps lost a premiership that they on Grandfather that they should have won against yep. North, and then they uh, sorry against Adelaide, yep. and then they won one against Carlton, oh, where perhaps yep. they thought they mightn't have. So he said that two premierships, he's he, he's comfortable with that because it's yeah. so hard to win. Oh, anyway. so hard to win. Uh, yep. They are mate, they are hard yeah. to win. But it's a three peach. You had some stats, didn't you? On three I did, peach. I did. Yeah. So. So if you look at uh, Hawthorne, who was the last uh, team to, to three-peat, yeah. uh, after eight rounds, they were four and four, mm-hmm. right? Same as us, four and four. And then in 1975, now admittedly, when, when we were going for the three-peat, we didn't quite get there, but we were six and six after 12 rounds and went on and played a preliminary final and got within three goals of another grand final. So there yeah. you go. Yeah, and I think people have been saying that all along. You, you, you just... A lot can happen. We're it's only round nine this oh, week, yeah. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. we we do have to to hang yeah. in there around fifty fifty, and it's going to be interesting this week. The Giants are playing uh, really good footy. Yeah. Selection, of course, is going to be a big one now. And I, I'm just we'll throw a few names around. Is it is it time maybe that we had a look at Callum Coleman Jones as a, as a bit of a backup and going forward to help the lads up there mm. with our with our marking inside forward fifty. Well, I think I think we've got to look at it just to know that if if it comes to later in the year and we have to have that option and we need to tweak things to know and have confidence in him that he can perform a role. And I think his form definitely warrants it. How we balance up the side is the way is the one is mm. that that's the big question. So um yeah, Tone, um what are your thoughts? Oh, uh, I think that's right. It's it, the fact that it's probably at Marvel too. Um, yeah. And mate, the fast deck, mate, maybe we've got to look to go a bit a bit quicker. So I mean. Obviously, Sean, uh, 
Sean Ralph Smith. Hugo Ralph Smith. Sean That's his, his dad. Old man. His old <laughs> I've man. played on it. I've played yeah. it. Yeah. Yes, yeah. Yeah. So obviously uh, Hugo has been in the frame, yeah. and, I, and it might be the ideal week for him to to, mm. to debut. And he's he's quick, and the and the ground would really suit him. Uh, and you'd have to say, well, you know, do you, is it time to give Paddy Nash a full game as well? Because well, that's what I was, yeah, that's where I was going well. to. Look, it was a bad week to have a VFL buyer. Buy yes, well. it was, actually. So you, I think, look at, Nashie, if he's been the sub two yeah. weeks, I think he probably deserves a full game, doesn't he? So if you look at Edward, so Edwards and Bolton, we're saying are probably the only outs at this stage, mm-hmm. just due to yeah. injury, not yeah, so much more. So, yeah. And you'd assume Grimesy would come in yep. if he's available. Grimes. So if you, yeah. you bring Grimes and Nash in, then you, unless, you, unless you're going to drop someone, unless you're going yeah, to um, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So and then you bring you put Pickett to that inside mid ruck roll, uh, Grimes back, Nash to a yeah. wing, and then Baker as a possible mid. Because mm-hmm. I think, what we've lost I think you go, Richard. Yeah, I think you're right. Sorry, Manfred. I think Baker would be the obvious one to play midfield. Yes, because because when you look at Bolton, what Bolton and Edwards give us at a center at the center square, at the center bounce, the, their ability to be agile and quick with hands and feet, we we kind of. We need to replace that. So you bring yeah. Bolt Baker in as that as that agile mid with you know Dusty and probably Jack yeah. Graham probably have to Dusty probably has to play more midfield minutes now. So that'd probably be the most realistic changes. But yeah. on form, who knows if, if we want to tweak it in well, that? I'm going to throw one up just yeah, just for pure X factor. Oh, yes. Do you do you bring Stacky in? Yeah, yeah. Well, so before the buy, he, he played majority midfield at VFL level. So they're obviously looking at him for that midfield forward role. Is it too early? But you know, well, it might knows? just be too early. It, no, he might just need a little bit more uh, match fitness. Um, maybe it's still a week or two too early. But uh, no, I like it, Richo. Yeah, 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 yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Oh, look, I just think it's with Bolton going out with mm. the X factor and Shane, who's got. I just think maybe it, maybe you fast track it now because you know he can. I look at that month; he was our best player in 2019. Plays Marvel well too. Yeah, he plays Tim Marvel Gullops, well. He played a really good game there in that year. Yeah. I don't know. I know you got to earn it and and all that mm. sort of stuff, but you got to you got to try and win games as well. But look, what an opportunity this is for for uh, Riley oh. Collier Dawkins, who's been yeah. you know his first two games have been pretty good. They've been, so. they've been solid. He's been and, solid and more responsibility. Yeah, more responsibility on his shoulders now, so it's a wonderful opportunity for him. He looks yeah, really yeah. comfortable, doesn't he? Mm. He looks comfortable, and he yes. looks. He looks engaged in the game, and he looks like he wants to be involved. So mm. he, I reckon he'll build on that again this week. And he's a better player at AFL level, I can guarantee that. Yes. Not that he was bad at AFL level, but he's better at AFL level. Yeah, we've talked about that last week. Sometimes you just come up a level and you you rise to that level. We do play the Giants. They're playing good footy. Mm. Uh, Leon's got them back. They've got a real hard edge in the midfield. It's a real effort game that they're playing. But they've got a few out too. Finlayson up one end, Keith down the other end. So I, I look at this game, and obviously we've got – problems with our midfield depth now with the injuries their midfield is playing good footy hopper taranto ward um i just think if we can go close to a break-even result yeah. in the midfield particularly mm. around the contested footy that they're really good at cal ward um i think if we do that and they've got a few hours at either end i think we mm. can look after either end of the ground i think that she's on i think we can mm. still play really well and win this game. Absolutely. On the fast track at Marvel, and they, they defend a lot from their back half. They've got a really good interceptor like Sam Taylor, and then you've got Isaac yeah. Cumming and Lockie Ash, who are in really good form. But if you look at the numbers, they're, they're down the bottom end of the, the ladder in regards to tackles inside 50 and tackles in general. So they defend a lot. That They rely on a lot of that intercept. So if we can yeah. get the game played in our Haynes front half. not playing either. Yeah. Well, Haynes is a big yeah. out for them. Yeah. He, he's, a, he's an excellent player, so he's a big yeah. out, you know, and – uh, and then, and there's no DeBoer, so DeBoer no, would have gone to probably Dusty, wouldn't he? Yeah. So, 
Yeah, Toby, he has in the past, yeah. Toby Green is the number one score involvement player yeah, in the game. He's a number, pretty handy player. So. Number four for forward 50 grand ball gets, so yeah. he's, a, he's in good form, and he generally plays well against is us, Toby. Is that some maths, a little bit of maths? Oh, I just, maths? I just, we just like to you sprinkle just it around. It in now, don't you? <laughs> we just weave it in. <laughs> rich tapestry of maths just weaving through the show. Uh, nice, hey, do you like that? Yeah, I like yeah, that, yeah, yeah. I copied it off someone else, don't worry <laughs> yeah, Of course you did, like, like everything that you do. Hey, yeah. you, well, you copied me and had a rant just before. You did? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Fair enough. I'm yeah. having one. Right Okay. Well, I'm not going to leave you alone. I want you to get mad. You've got to say, I'm a human being. God damn it. My life has value. I'm as mad as hell, and I'm not going to take this anymore. This is really gets on my quince, as you say, Tony. It gets on mine, too. And I've had enough now. It's been going on for long enough. And it went on even last night. Even last night it was still going on. Do you know what I'm talking about? I do. Like I you do. would think the amount of press that uh, this man got last night that we might have finally fixed this up, yeah. but no. Yeah. So I'm just going to say this for the last time ever, mm. okay? Mm. It is Shay Bolton. Yeah. It is not Shy Bolton. Yep. Simple. That's yep. it. That's yep. all well, I want to say. Can, can I just say a, a great club historian, Rhett Bartlett, and mm-hmm. he's, and they said, just follow this, tell the media, it rhymes, Shay, with up, up and away. Very right? good. Yes. Okay. Not not but high surely, in the sky, not high in the sky, Shay. Up, mm-hmm. up and away, Shay. Surely we have to get this right moving forward oh, now. The one surely. positive with this one, though, every every commentator that called the mark got his name right, which was like, yeah, well, okay. <laughs> the journos just can't get it right. Yeah. No, fair <laughs> enough. Now, now we must make mention too. So it's mm-hmm. a great milestone for Basha Hooley. Two hundred games for the for, for the Tigers on uh, be two hundredth game on Saturday night. So Richo, he's been a terrific, ter- tremendous pickup for us, hasn't he, from Essendon? Unbelievable pickup from Essendon in a preseason draft. We got got him number one in the preseason draft, um, and just the consistency that he has brought to the club over that period of time, and his his leadership and the person that he is. Uh, around the footy club, um, out on the ground, uh, what you need and you, you always have needed from halfback is some creativity mm. and some hard run, an offensive run. And he's provided that now for, for 200 games. And the way he's performed in big games has just been mm. incredible. Um, in, in two of the grand finals, may, may well have been a Norm Smith medalist. So just his ability to turn up each week and provide that run and smart run. He, he yeah. knows the pockets of space to run into. And he's that link between the D50 and Ford 50 that every team needs. And uh, he's just been a remarkable pickup for us. And that spearing left foot. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and, and pretty pretty good decision-maker with his with his leg, isn't he, when he's got time and space to deliver that. But uh, you know what? They say that there's a lot of talk about courage in the game. You know, you've got to put your head in the hole and you've got to go back with the flight of the ball and you've got to do all of those hard, tough things. Mm. You know what takes just as much courage? To run. Mm. As hard as Basha Hawley has run mm. for 200 games off that halfback flank, it mm. takes it takes courage to gut run, not just courage to put your head in the hole. Yeah. Yep. So Basha's done that as well as anyone mm. in his time at Richmond, don't you think? Yeah. Absolutely. Couldn't agree yeah. more. Yeah, yep. Yep. So uh, let's nah, just well hope it would be great if we can honour his milestone with a win. Yep. That'd be terrific. What a great ambassador for the club and the game yep. in general. Absolutely. Yeah. Beautiful. All right, Manfred, uh, you got some emails and tweets? Got some tweets. Now, I'm going to run with the first one here. Where there's a bit of a rod and gum reference here from, uh, yes, which I'm just going to bring it up here. So there's a picture of you, Matthew, on from Saturday night sitting next to Hamish McLaughlin. 
in a well, very nice um, in a very nice blazer. There's a bit of a checked style blazer you were wearing. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Now the, the question from Matt Allen was, is that a rotten gum jacket? No, no, no. no, 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 no. He stole it off Happy Hammond, I think. Yeah. It's Judge Smale's jacket from Kelly. <laughs> um, no, it's not a it's not a rodden gum. Oregon, you're responsible for Peter gun. Jackson at Channel Seven or someone yeah, like that. Peter. Yeah, yeah, Peter Jackson. And yeah. Uncle Beard. Was that from Matt Allen? It wasn't the Matt Allen. Carlton Matt Allen. I don't think it was the. Uh, I don't Matt think it was. Allen. I don't think so. I don't think so. Now, Uncle Beer has run with Friday night in June 2019, and Underman Tigers lost to Geelong by 67 points. We turned that loss around. We learnt. We got hungry. We won, and we'll go again, which we all um attest yeah. to. We. I've got a good that, feeling. Uh, yeah, I've got a good feeling. Now I've got a, I've got a good feeling too. And Tone. Have we ever played the Giants at Marvel? Uh, I don't think we have. No, I don't think we have. No. That's good. No. That's good. No, I've got a good feeling too, Richard. And I spoke to yeah. JB about this in pre-season. This could be the year that you – look, we love to win a premiership, no doubt. But this could be the year where some of the young guys fill roles and set us up for three, four, five years. Oh, in the it's really important. Yeah. We said that because we didn't well, get draft to see – coming as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, we've got, the best, hand, we got the best hand that we've had in the draft yeah. since uh, we got Brett Deledia with the first pick. That's we, the best hand we've had. We hmm. take heed from other sides like Hawthorne and Brisbane that probably went too much and then they, they suffered in years to come. So let's hope. Yeah, I've got happen. a good feeling about the next month of football at least. Um, any emails this week? No, no emails. No, no, no. Really? But then, oh, and then we – Come on, tragics! Give a get us some emails in. I and wanted one from uh, I wanted one from Zaire this week, didn't I? <laughs> Zaire, the rumble yeah. in the jungle. Was Zaparozzi? Zaparozzi. Well, um, we'll try and we'll try and get to the deepest, uh, darkest corners of Africa next week. But um, right. and Simon Wallace has raised. He wants Sydney Stack back in the side too, and um, it might be Simon coming. Wallace, in. yeah. Well, yeah. great yeah. minds think alike. Thanks yeah. for that, Simon. All right, then uh, it's time to have a listen and uh, see what the Chiefs up to. Oh, boys, uh, the Chieftain. So uh, this is a little bit of a – it's almost a public service announcement, uh, this one here. <laughs> right. And it's from our man up in Brisbane, of course, mm-hmm. our uh, our Richmond uh, cheer squad man up there, the supporters president up there, Dylan Leach. Leach it up. Yep. Yeah, so, yeah, Leach it up. So Leachy's uh, sent me an email, and he just wants me to give a little plug out to anyone who's coming up to the Lions game at the Gabba on Friday, May the 21st. You can get your ticket – for the function at, at, of course, the Shafton Hotel, 4 p.m. to 6 p.m. And you can do that by visiting www.trybooking.com forward slash capital B, capital R, capital D, capital F, capital K. www.trybooking.com forward slash B-R-D-F-K, all in capitals. Can you just go through that again? No, I've done it twice. Yeah, yeah. Tickets are $20, $25 a head, and that includes a match day raffle, an auction item, and then you march onto the Gabba and uh, all that sort of stuff that you do at Queensland Tigers uh, supportive functions. But the reason that Leachy mm-hmm. has really uh, emailed me is there's a very, very special guest appearing that night at the Shafton, and uh, I am uh, pleased to announce, lads, that the chief has been confirmed as the special guest. The okay. special guest. Wow. Chris Vegas. So oh. Leachy's just a little bit worried. He said, with the chief confirmed as a guest, we're aware, like any other who considers himself a rock star, that he's probably going to want a writer up there, a backstage mm-hmm. writer. Mm-hmm. And uh, he'd love to know what sort of demands the chief might be uh, after. So he's brought up a few. 
Yeah. And he's, he's gone back and had a look at some of the demands that some other similar acts. Now, he's putting yeah. Chief in the same vogue as these acts, yeah. like Van Halen. Yeah. Remember Van Halen demanded <clears throat> in their honour that all of the brown M&Ms be removed. Will the <laughs> Chief do that? Will he do that? Now, Katy Perry, of course. Yeah. Tony, you heard of Katy Perry? Uh, no. Uh, is, she, is she Mike, is she Mike Perry's daughter? No, she's not Mike. Oh, okay. oh. So Katy Perry, uh, she demands in her dressing room that she gets the white and purple hydrangeas, okay? Yeah, yeah. And she also likes pink and white roses yep. in her room, but absolutely no carnations. So I wonder if there the chief go. might go the other Maybe. way and get some oh. carnations. Yeah. 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 Oh, Kanye, this is more chief. Oh, here we go. This is, this is the areas, yes. Kanye West asks for alcoholic slush puppy machines in his <laughs> just see the chief having yeah, a little oh yeah he's in the juice yes <laughs> oh mariah carey he actually chief's a bit of a diva like mariah yes. oh, yeah, 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 yeah. she yeah. likes to have all over drapes around the perimeter of every room exactly eight feet tall mm. leafy plants bendy straws for drinking champagne and she likes a few little kittens floating around in there. Is that right? Yeah, okay. yeah. I'm not sure that it's a chief a kitten. I'm not sure he's a kitten. No, sort no, of no, no, no. Uh, oh, he might ask for a few little puppies in there. But there has been one thing that has been confirmed. So we don't know about these other things, if the chief's going to go down that path. But Leachy has confirmed that the Shafton Hotel Management has mm. recently received an inquiry as to whether they have a supply of oat milk. <laughs> Well, so there we know. So, so the chief's obviously had his PA just yeah, to yeah. check him and see if there's any oat milk up there. All right, that'll be fun. May the 21st, 4 to 6 p.m., the Shaftston Hotel. The chief, Brendan Gale, uh, will be talking, uh, and that'll be a good night as you march he, off to the Gabba. Will he be bringing his guitar as well? I'll say the guitar. The guitar. Well, Maybe. He might do a little acoustic set. Yeah. He'll pack the budgie smugglers for sure if he's going up to Brisbane. Oh, yeah. <laughs> wonder if Troy Casadale will go. <laughs> he might do a little uh, acoustic he's, show. He can do a duet with he's, Troy. He's uh, looking after his kids, yeah. yeah. A couple of club sandwiches backstage. All right. <laughs> we'll move on to the uh, all-time premiership team. It is a great thing. I'm glad I came up with that one. It's uh, no, it's excellent. All right, so we're this is our uh, TT's best ever Richmond Premiership team from 1967 to 2020. Uh, now we're up to it. Uh, we, we'll name our second wingman in the in the team. Of course, the first yeah. wingman was Francis Burke. Sediment yeah. was uh, Billy Barrett. And how could we go past the great Dick Clay as our second wingman? Well, Manfred, you said this last week. We were never going to be able to split never. up that line, no, no, no. were we? No, the no, greatest no. centre line of all even time. With the, even with the Brownlow medalist vying for a spot in there, we couldn't Stewie couldn't get rid of Billy. No, no, that's right. So anyway, so so today we're nominating our first uh, half forward flank. Now, do you want to go with? Uh, well, do you want me to go with the first you one? Go first, yeah. All right. So so our first nominee is uh, is John Northey. Swooper uh, Northy, 118 games to the Tigers, 192 goals from 1963 to 1970. Uh, the first number uh, that I ever had on the back of my Richmond jumper was Swooper's number oh, nine. Did you really? Before, what did you like was, about Swoop? Just like because he was probably small, he kicked goals, you know, and he's yeah. just he's just elusive and he's a goal kicker. You know, when you're a kid, you like you like places and kick goals. That's why yeah. a few 
people like you, Richo, in the in your day. Uh, so I had his number, number nine, before Royce had arrived, obviously. Mm. And then, um, so uh, he, he Swooper kicked a career high forty nine goals in uh, the nineteen sixty seven premiership year, and he, he kicked twenty kicked, yeah forty nine. How many? Yep. 49 and 67, and 26 goals in the 69 Premiership year. Uh, he had 10 disposals, but didn't kick a goal in the 67 Grand Final. But in the 69 GFV Carlton, he had 18 disposals and kicked two goals, two goals, four. Um, and his best ever return in a game was eight goals against Melbourne in oh, round wow. nine, round nine of the 1968 you know season. What? When, when you bring this stuff up, you, you actually go, wow, that's yeah. why people talk about John. Yeah. Well, I didn't know he ever kicked eight goals in a yeah, game. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, yeah, great. Origin. Turned into a really good coach. <laughs> a very good coach. Very, very good oh, coach. Was he one of your favourite? Oh, you've had a few, Richo, but was he one of the uh, ones? That... You look back now and you go, you'd love your first coach. And it was a yeah. it was a simpler time as an AFL player. Mm. Yeah. And I loved I loved his talks before a game. Yeah. Like they, they sort of don't go down that path as much now, but he was brilliant. Yeah. He, he would have thrived on this sort of a situation this oh, week. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, mate, he yeah, would yeah. he would have some – he would be all over it this week. This yeah, week. Yeah, yeah. He was coaching now. Yeah. Us against them. Everyone, you know. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, what a star. Johnny Northey, first nomination, half forward flank. Uh, these two guys here – are both current day players, and how can you look past them? They're both triple premiership players, and the first one is the great Shane Edwards, who unfortunately is out this week. Recruited from North Adelaide Footy Club over there in South Australia, pick 26, 2006, made his debut in round four, 2007, and he was very, very slightly built at that stage. Shane Edwards uh, played with him at that time. Um, who would who would have picked back then? And he would go on to be the ultimate utility, I guess. Tony would say because he can play yeah. absolutely mm-hmm. anywhere. Pl- pl- playmaker, I would describe playmaker. him as playmaker. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, point guard if it was a basketball term. Mm-hmm. Quarterback if it was an NFL. Right, but it's not. It's Australian rules football. So That's what did he say? Playmaker. playmaker. Yeah. <laughs> All yeah. right. Yeah. We're just trying to use a few analogies. To... Yeah, take, don't take it out on me. Well, stop like... bringing Americanisms into it. You know, sold <laughs> a bit of candy and all that garbage. Bobo got to you last night on. Uh, Three sixty. I was going to rant about Robbo last week. I'm glad you ran about him this week. Was the tackle not three sixty? Anyway, two hundred and seventy-three games, hundred and seventy goals, and his performances in the grand finals uh, have been outstanding. Two thousand and seventeen, twenty-five disposals, played twenty games that year. Two thousand and nineteen, twenty-one, uh, and played twenty-four games. But I reckon twenty twenty was his best grand final. Could have been a Norm Smith medalist if it wasn't for Dusty, of course. Yes. Had nine clearances in that grand final and was one of the reasons we won that flag because we got him back in against the Crows yep. in round 18. Yep. Now, correct. can I ask you, obviously, yeah, it's, uh, so he arrived on the scene, you'd been there a long time. What what did you think of him when you first, apart from the fact that he was very well, he slightly just, built? He, looked, but, yeah. he just looked so young, Shane. Yeah, like, yeah. When you first saw him, you actually thought, gee, he's going to take a while because of how lightly built he was. But he had the ability. And I, so I you saw the skill? You saw the well, skill? you know what he had? And people talk about basketball backgrounds, and it becomes a bit of a cliche. But he had that. He had that ability that a Pendlebury has, that when he was in traffic, he you couldn't lay a glove on him, and he could distribute. And yeah, that's what a lot spatial of... Spatial awareness. Spatial yeah. awareness. Yeah. And he had that right from day one. Yep. And that's why he got a game in round four in his first year. Like, he, he showed that at training and showed that ability. Obviously, it, took, it was a work in progress at that time, but you could see it, Tone, 100%. Um, the other one is a great story. Kane Lambert, pick 46 in a rookie draft over being overlooked for, what, five drafts, five yep. national drafts? Yep. Uh, in 2015. I just had a look back today. 
had his journey. You know, he he played at the the Northern Knights where he won a best and fairest in 2009. Then he played for the Northern Blues where he won a best and fairest in 2013. Carlton had him there winning mm-hmm. best. Under their nose. Then he uh, sensationally moved over to Williamstown in 2014. He was in the VFL Team of the Year in 2013. It's hard to believe that it took so long mm. for someone to pick him up. Yeah, yeah, it, it is. Yeah. Yep. And you read some of his stats when he was playing for... Oh, Willie, Willie he was a star, Willie. Mm. He was Just an absolute and VFL, yeah. It was a VFL state game in Perth. He dominated. 121 mm. games, 73 goals. He's been an All-Australian squad member in 2008. Actually, Shedder was All-Australian too, 2018. Both were runners-up and best and fairest in 19 and 18. 2017 grand final... He had 22 and a goal. 2019, he had 19 and a goal. And in 2020, he had 13 and a goal. So very, very mm. consistent player, lads. Very, very. It's going to be. A, that's a tough one. That's going to be a tough one mm. to mm. to lock in for the well, judges, Tone. It will indeed. And of course, next week we'll uh, look at our centre half forward uh, nominations. Yeah. Which oh, here we see. here we go. <laughs> Do we even look at them? Well, we uh, let's go it? to the next. Do we just go to the we've got to mention a few others that were yeah. pretty handy as well. Oh, yeah. yeah. The yeah. Royce Desmond. Mm. Yes, yes. Yes, we do. Okay. Um, all right. So there's the half-forward flank nominations uh, and our wingman is Dick Clay. Time to have a look at some votes, lads. So uh, do you want to go first, Manfred? Oh, I'll go first. I think uh, I went with three votes for Shea Bolton and we know why that is the case because he was our best player and he took the mark or one of the marks of the century. So... Uh, two votes to Jack Graham because I thought he was probably one of our better midfielders against um, trying to stem the tide. And I went with one vote to Toby Dan Kerbis, who I thought battled hard and allowed us to get a plus six at the centre clearances as well. So, uh, yeah, I think Nang's in extremely good form. He's going to be very important this week against Mummy. Tight. Yeah, it wasn't easy to find three, to be honest. No. I mean, but clearly, clearly, Shea Bolton, there was no, no, you know, clearly our best player. I gave two to Jake Arts uh, for his uh, three goals. And he's actually a really good set shot. He's, he is. Does it really yeah. Bad. And I gave one to Shane Edwards. Uh, you know, he had uh, nine of disposals and eight clearances, six, six centre clearances. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's very special. Well, I went for Bolton for all the reasons above. I went two for Edwards for all the reasons you just mentioned, Tone. I went uh, one Arts for all the reasons you just mentioned so the votes bolton is now out to a big lead 29 dusty on 18 he's been there for three weeks graham mm-hmm. 15 lambert lynch and ancurvis 11 and edwards 9 can i ask where jake arts was this time last year in the votes i don't reckon he had any votes okay all right we've been waiting to get this man on the show for uh, about a month now here he is Oh, it's with great pleasure now that I welcome a former teammate of mine and Richmond great, the great Scotty Turner. Scotty, thanks so much for joining us today. No worries, Richo. Good to see, good to see you. Good to be here, mate. You've gone down Media Street the last uh, few days. I heard you on Triple M Footy on Friday night, and I was really happy to to see you on there actually, because everyone always wants to talk about the 17 goals uh, Jason Dunstall kicked out at Waverley, but they forget. A couple of years later, yes. you kept him goalless at the MCG on a Friday night. Yeah, that's always good to be reminded of that one. So <laughs> um, Friday night, as you would have heard, my voice was a bit croaky and it's still a bit croaky at the moment. Oh, no worries, mate. Well, I think I know why it's a little bit croaky. All right, let's get into it, Scotty. Uh, where are you living these days, mate? Uh, sunny area, mate. 
living the dream. Back right. in your hometown. Yes, mate. Yes. Yeah. Well, I'm going to change this one up, the second question that we normally ask, because I, I had just got off the phone to the 15-time Richmond All-Australian uh, team manager, Mark Opie, and uh, he said that uh, he and the flea caught up with you at the Warrnambool races last week, which might explain your croaky voice, because he, he <laughs> Opes reckons that you got three votes, three votes for the Warrnambool Carnival. He would have got three votes on the Wednesday when he wouldn't shout a beer, so <laughs> He's got money, but he wouldn't shout me and flee. So uh, it was good to catch up with the old boys. Um, obviously caught up with some some wonderful teammates, former teammates as well, and enjoyed the three days. And yeah, it was, it was good to good to catch up with them. How's the flea going, Scotty? Haven't seen him for a while either. He's going pretty good. He's got blisters blisters or blisters on his hands and doing a bit of labouring, but from holding the lolly, lollipop sign up, he said <laughs> he's going to work back at the club, which is good to see. Uh, excellent, Scotty. And uh, who makes up your immediate family? Uh, my wife, Kerry, uh, son, Paddy, and daughter, Pippa. Excellent, Gee. excellent. How's it, how old's Paddy now? Uh, going on 20, 22. Wow. Yeah, She's missed all the years gone. That's <laughs> right. He, yeah, he still um, remembers the days at Tigerland as a, as a one-year-old, I suppose, but he, he yeah. certainly enjoys going back. Beautiful. Scotty, now we know uh, you had a great career at Richmond. Did you go and play anywhere after you finished at the Tigers? Yes, I went to Warrnambool um, once I retired at Tigers. Um, coached a couple of flags, coming up to our 20-year reunion this year. Oh, wow. Um, come back to Ararat for the last, what is it, been back probably 14, 15 years now. So I coached at Ararat a few years and played a few games back here. Uh, Scotty, do you still have any football involvement these days? No, not as much, Tone. I'm just happy to volunteer, whether it's umpiring or goal umpiring and Helping out wherever I can on the barbecue or the bar duties. All good. Yeah, very good. Is that at the Arrow at Footy Club? Yeah, mate, at the Arrow at Footy Club. Bit of travelling around with the, the daughter playing netball, but we, we certainly enjoy watching the netball and watching the footy side of it. Excellent. And what's the club's uh, recent success meant to you, Scotty? Um, certainly not good for the liver. <laughs> <laughs> we can all attest to that, I think. Uh, <laughs> it's been great. It's like from my first day walking in and, like bringing home cans to Ararat to rattle the tins and I remember leaving them at the local pubs here and save our skins days for, for what we went through um, and the hard work that the guys have done, staff and players and, and volunteers to where we've come to now. It's, it's amazing to have over 100,000 members. It's just a great effort by everyone. Yeah, it certainly is, mate. Who is your favourite uh, current day Richmond player? I reckon you might go somewhat a bit different to most. I'll go. I'll stick with the back line, mate. I'll stick to me old mate Dave Asprey from mm. from out the road, Jaddy Yoon, and obviously Ed Grimes and Boulder's going to be a, a ripper. So I'll stick with the back line, boys, mate. Yeah. What do you what, like what, about Boulder, Scotty, as a fullback? Well, he's got a bit of number forty-one in him, I reckon. So <laughs> <laughs> he can go forward and kick goals too. <laughs> kick a good ball, so it's reads yeah. 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 the ball well, and mm. yeah, he's got some good years ahead of him. Now, what about the kids, uh, Scotty? What, are, what who are their favourite Tigers? Paddy's, uh, Paddy follows Grimes, I suppose, Grimesy. And Pippa's obviously a dusty fan. She loved having his photo well, years ago, I think. She still looks yeah. at it most times and enjoys watching him play. Yeah, that's good. And what are your first memories of walking through the doors at Tigerland, Scotty? Um, I'd probably say meeting meeting KB, obviously, as my first coach and how much of a legend he was and, and is. And, and then you run into little Flea and Big Cloaky and um, – but. I'll never forget the old spa, the old spa bath, and <laughs> <laughs> the old change rooms. And yeah. 
and certainly the the old possum piss and smell around the <laughs> Yeah, it's come a long way, hasn't it? Yeah. I, mean, I remember that old spa bath as well. It was a risky proposition jumping in there on a Monday <laughs> Jeez, night. Yeah. <laughs> what, was, what had been in there? Exactly. Uh, hey, Scott, fair bit of algae, I reckon, yeah. Yeah, fair <laughs> bit. Didn't get cleaned out very often. Scott, what's your, your best memory of your time at Richmond? Um, Probably, well, obviously the first game. Like, it was up against St Kilda out at Waveland. It was either lock or low, and I think, well, thankfully, Plugger. Didn't play, so I had to take on big Stewie Lowe, which was hard enough, 20 or 30 kilos heavier than me, and then big bucket hands. and mm. But also the 95 final series, um, playing some good games and winning in front of big crowds. Mm. Um, and then obviously losing that last prelim, which was one one game off a of grand final. So a couple of good memories there to have for the rest of my life. Absolutely, yeah. Mate, what about your funniest uh, memory from your time at Tigerland, Scotty? I didn't, I didn't take much to get this one. I reckon it's playing with Paul Bullis. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and I've, I've, caught up with him, I've caught up with him recently. It hasn't changed. And really? It hasn't changed. It, it just, you don't know what, to, what you're going to get, whether you're having a beer with him or whether you're playing with him back in the 90s or and training with him. It's, it's just a, he's a great character and just a weirdo. <laughs> I remember he, um, I remember real early in his time, uh, Scotty, we were playing out at Waverley, I reckon, and we were playing, on, we were playing Carlton. And Swooper Northy uh, was the coach, and he said, look, uh, big job, Bully, big job today. Uh, you're playing on the great Stephen Sticks Kernahan. And Bully just sort of sat there with a sort of look on his face and said, yeah, yeah, I've heard of the name, but I just can't picture him. <laughs> He's from South Australia. <laughs> what about he didn't know who Francis Burke was either, did he? That's right. I caught up with him just the other week over at the races, and Mitho told me a good one about him. We played a game at MCG on a Friday night. It was wet and pouring rain. We walked off the ground, and Bully said, "What are they putting the covers on for? They got cricket tomorrow." <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's good. Um, who was your closest Tiger teammate, Scotty? Um, like back in the nineties, we had sort of Bondi and Bowser and those guys, and the, the wives on, on well with each other. And then you run into your Flea. Like well, obviously, Flea was there in my early years. Kept in contact with Flea, and then, and then a young, healthier, skinnier Mark Obi was in the <laughs> catch up with Mark, whether it's at the races or yeah. or at the, at the footy club itself. So kept in contact with those guys. But there's, there's been a heap of guys you've, we've made some lifetime friendships out of, and we, we keep we keep in contact. You still in contact with Paul Broderick? Uh, one bat, no, every now and then he'll yeah. he'll pop up and say good day. But I think he, he loves um, keeping to himself. Old, old one bat. He does. He does. He's down around the Fitzroy Footy Club with his uh, son. Benny Harrison sees him down there a little bit. Hey, Scotty, uh, we know a lot about your career. You're a real favourite of the Richmond faithful, but is there something you can tell our listeners and the Richmond fans today that we don't know about your time at Richmond? Yeah, this one I had to think about a bit, but I, I've done a bit of homework and I, I'd like to um, honour that I brought in the boom, boom, boom into our theme song. Really? Really? I was never going to ask you two guys, and I thought I'll try a couple of other old scouts, and they mm-hmm. said, oh, we may have brought it back in the 90s, so I'll go with that one. Wow. Yeah. That's that's very impressive, well, Scotty. That, yeah. that, that's uh, changed a bit of the folklore there. Mm. Yeah. What you, I'm not sure, Tone or Richo, you might know when we started singing it, but I, I just thought well, I reckon we'd bring it in, and yeah. I, I didn't know who to ring really, and I, I tried to watch it on well, on YouTube, but I, they wouldn't be wouldn't allow to play some old songs, I suppose. So 
Well, if you say I, if you say you bought it in, we'll, we'll go with that. Definitely. <laughs> well, I definitely, I definitely remember doing it in the the mid nineties, and I'm not. Yeah, I can't remember exactly how it started, but if you think that, Scotty, I'm taking that as fact. Absolutely. <laughs> Excellent. But I, I forgot to say back to another question. I suppose one of my old my all time favourites was the the songs that the Grog Squad used to sing from mm-hmm. yes. with back and forth for everyone we were playing. So yeah, I, I had to give them a mention. Well, they, yeah. they've got some very good songs about Dusty uh, nowadays too, uh, Scotty. Some rippers, yeah. Yeah, they do. Game, that's for sure. Mm. You would have heard plenty of them uh, standing at full back there over all those years. Scotty, you're an absolute uh, champion of the Richmond Footy Club, and I just I can just pitch you now in that uh, 95 final series, mate. So yeah. thanks so much for joining us today. But you're an old man now. You're an old dad like me and Tone, and Manfred's only a young father, but <laughs> you need a few dad gags, right? Oh, for sure. For yeah, sure. Here we go. Listen, yeah, to, can you, listen to these then. Use these on the kids. All right, here we go. Um, what was the shy pebbles' wish? What? What? That he was a little bolder. <laughs> uh, how can you make money while freshening your breath at the same time? Uh, investments. I was going to say something about mint. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right. Here we go. Uh, you needed a few of those after the vulnerable races, Scotty. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, why are piggy banks so wise? Why? Well, they're filled with common sense. <laughs> um, what kind of cats like to go 10 pin bowling? Uh, alley cats. Alley cats. You've yeah, done yeah. that. Yeah, you've done that one before. You've yeah. done that before. No, uh, well, this is the best of the gags right. as well, because this yeah, is yeah. the tenth year of uh, Talking Tigers. Now, I don't know if you heard about this too, but the man who invented throat lozenges, he died a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, there was no coffin at the funeral. Um, now they say they say that, that money doesn't grow on trees, right? But how come banks have branches? Think oh, about it. Right? And just finally, I'll leave you with this uh, this this thing. So letting go of a loved one can be very difficult, obviously, but um, sometimes it's the only way to survive a rock-climbing catastrophe. Oh, no. <laughs> You're very good, They're not Take those home tonight and uh, yeah. mention them to the kids. Scotty, thanks for joining us, mate. Thanks, guys. Good, yeah. good on you, Scotty. Absolute pleasure you having you on board. Big game this week. It's at Marvel Stadium. We play the Giants. Backs against the wall a little bit, but plenty of opportunities there. We'll be back next week. Uh, get involved with us. Talking Tigers at richmondfc.com.au. We'll be back next week. We'll see you then. In a lifetime. Tigers. <laughs>